0: Oh, hey, it's you again. Welcome back to Getting It Out Podcast. Whether you're a frequent listener or even just a first-timer, I want to thank you for clicking on the episode. I know there's a lot of options, a lot of podcasts to pick through and listen to. And this time, you chose Getting It Out. If you like what you hear on this episode or maybe what you've heard in the past, I want to ask you to consider joining the GettingItOut.net Patreon, where you'll get early ad-free access to interviews, sometimes weeks before they air. It only costs $2 a month, and hey, once you set it up, it's like making beef jerky in the 90s. You set it, and you forget it. You'll get email updates each time I post an episode exclusive to the Patreon, and though the cost is low for you, your support makes a huge impact on what I can continue to do with gettingitout.net and Getting It Out Podcast. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. Thanks for hearing me out, and enjoy this episode of the show. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Mammoth Caravan with Nomad. That's off of their upcoming album Ice Cold Oblivion. It's a self-release. They're based out of Little Rock, Arkansas. The scene... That is brimming with talent right now. You were already aware of Paul Bear and Wake and probably Terminal Nation, but there's other bands coming up like Mammoth Caravan, Morbid Vision, Severe Headwound. The list is really long at this point, to be honest, and you might have known that had you read my little article I did with Stan of Terminal Nation when we talked about the banging in the rock fest, which actually just happened, but that featured a lot of Little Rock, Arkansas, or maybe just Arkansas, death metal and hardcore bands. Be on the lookout for all that. That seems like the next big scene to pop off already has maybe popped off, if uh, you ask certain people. Mammoth Caravan is another great example of that. So if you're looking for a concept record about a primitive nomad trying to chase down a baby mammoth, This is the band for you. Go check them out. They did a little interview over on DecibelMagazine.com. You can read that, where they premiered this track, Nomad. But I'm playing it for you right here. Or I just did, at least. Check out the band. Brand new debut full length, February 25th. What more could you want? Now, we'll leave the land of Corliss Williamson for the area of Mike Allstott. Yes, we're staying in the South, but we'll wave goodbye to the Big Nasty and we'll hop aboard the A-Train to Tampa, Florida, where we will talk to Donald Tardy, legendary drummer of the legendary death metal band obituary for a legendary conversation, or at least an okay one. But first, hot zone.
2: Kick it! Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me! Places we've been we're never sitting it out we'll be getting it in where you getting it out that's in all the places we've been we're never sitting it out we'll be getting it in where you're getting it out? Get in, in,
0: out could this be it the last episode of getting it out podcast before christmas it very well might be we got a few days to go And my calendar's looking pretty full or empty, depending on how you want to look at it. But it's a good Christmas gift for me to you all. An interview with Donald Tardy of the great obituary, Death Metal Supremacy. And almost certainly the last Death Metal-related episode of the year for Getting It Out podcast. So if that's what you come here for, this is the last one you need to check in with. It's been a big year for Death Metal on Getting It Out podcast. Let's recap who's been on here this year. Let's see. Ripped to Shreds, Andrew Lee. We were talking about their new album, Jubian, which should be on anybody's top 25 list for the year. There was uh, Blood Incantation very early on in the year, although we weren't really talking about their death metal album. We were talking about Time Wave Zero, that uh, ambient thing they did. Uh, there was Massacre, Cam Lee. The there's a, there's a legend. There's a Florida death metal legend. Talk to Cam Lee. He was aggressive. And then there was Exhumed with Matt Harvey. What else? Misery Index. Uh, who did I talk to on that one? Mark Klopel, staying in Baltimore. Mitch Romer from Neolithic hopped on for an episode. There was Vomit Fourth, which uh, probably put out my favorite death metal record of the year, Seething Malevolence. My point is, lots of death metal. I don't know how you classify it. Goat whore. do we call that death metal? Uh, Chrisian, do we call that death metal? I think a lot of the times we do. Depends on who you ask, though. My point is there's been no shortage of death metal on getting it out podcast this year. So if that's what you come here for, I hope you found what you were looking for. And I hope you'll continue to come back in 2023. So Christmas is just around the corner, literally days. And, uh, you know, with having a 15 and nine year old, Santa's days are waning. Of course, 15 year old doesn't believe in Santa, but the nine year old does. And I thought she'd be out of it by now. And it makes for uh, some interesting times, but nothing too stressful or bad at all. It's just, uh, you know, you think the jig is up, but it's just not. And you don't want to break it for them. But you know, like, it's got to be tested every day. There's got to be other nine-year-olds in her fourth grade class that are, you know, just flat out telling her, shit ain't real, girl. And uh, she's not having it. She is buckled down. She's believing in this Santa Claus no matter what. She'll just ask me some strange questions about him. You know, not strange. I guess normal Santa Claus questions from a kid. But, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for her to put the logic together. It's just not happening. And maybe that's okay. Maybe we just do one more year. You know what? She could believe in Santa for her whole life, for all I care. Just as long as she knows when she has kids, she needs to buy the presents. I often didn't tell my wife, I don't remember how I figured out Santa wasn't real. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember the time. You know, you think it'd be like a traumatic thing for a kid. I don't think it is. I think eventually we're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, But I do remember believing in Santa and being fascinated, mystified by all that. And that was very cool as a child. So I want to let her ride that out as long as possible. Speaking of being fascinated and mystified Obituary has been blowing my mind For almost equally as long as Santa did When I was a kid Actually probably longer when you do the math A lot of that due to the Roadrunner Records Association Which uh, that was literally all I needed To check out a band See that Roadrunner Records logo Or type as I picked CDs from the BMG catalog That's how I got so much of my music Was the BMG catalog And uh, Obituary is one of those bands very early on. It's when back when I didn't uh, know that there was a difference between hardcore, heavy metal, uh, death metal, whatever. I didn't... There was no lines drawn for me. It was just all extreme music of of some variety. I probably just called it all metal. And I loved it. And Obituary, Cause of Death, I want to say was the first one that came in the mail. Might be wrong. Could have been World Demise, depends on the time, I don't remember exactly because I wasn't sure of the chronological order of the albums back then. Didn't have the internet to use in the same way, at least. But their association with Roadrunner Records is certainly how I came to know them. If you want to hear more about that, you should go listen to the Meep Meep episode where they talked about World Demise with Donald Tardy. But first, you should listen to My conversation with Donald Tardy as we talk about Obituary and their new album, Dying of Everything, coming out January 13th on Relapse Records. An early in the year release, which would typically scare off a lot of bands, but not a seasoned veteran band like Obituary. We talk a little bit about that, and Donald Tardy was among the nicer people I've ever talked to on this podcast, and I truly appreciate that. It is always... A pleasure to sit down and talk with somebody and have them be extremely kind welcoming and warm and you know what i found i found that the the more popular the person the, the nicer they are which you think would go the opposite way but uh, it's not the case so let that be a lesson to you however you can apply it to your life but first before you do any hard thinking before you do any self realization you should listen to a song from a bit you're in their new album Dying of Everything. This song is the title track, Dying of Everything. You're in California. You're from Florida. How do the nation's sunshine states compare?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, it's fun to visit California, but I would fucking live in this. I would not <laughs> live in this state to fucking save my life.
0: <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I've never the, been there. Why it, is it?
3: I don't know. It's been, you know it, they they probably say the same thing about Florida when they make it there. You know, but um, I don't know Florida like just like you just said, man. For me, Florida's home. Always been my home. Uh, I'll never leave Tampa. It's just, it is my, it's, it's in my blood. I've been to 40 different countries in my life and it's fun to visit places, but I'll always go back to Florida.
0: That's cool. Florida gets a lot of shit, and uh, I like talking to people yeah. from Florida, and uh, people who are from Florida love being from Florida. And I've never been yeah. there either, so I can't. Uh, I can't argue yeah. either side of it.
3: Yeah, it's it's great, man. T- Tampa, Tampa is a central part of the of the state, and it's just it's a really real, really cool part of the country.
0: Very cool. Well, um, this is your fault for this question, but uh, your band's called Obituary. The record's called "Dying of Everything." So I'm just curious, how do you think you might die?
3: <laughs> uh you know l- like a lot of humans i'm guessing disease might grab me before uh, a car crash hopefully you know actually not even hopefully oh, i would i would <laughs> like to go down in flames I, w- I would like to say that it's gonna be uh me going crazy and jumping out of a fucking plane when i'm uh when i'm ready to but uh who knows yeah, yeah healthy now <laughs> healthy and happy now and still playing drums like a motherfucker so it's all good
0: awesome good well, uh, yeah, I think we all want the uh, the flashy death, the flashy quick, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, no no, months of dying from a disease, but uh, yeah. unfortunately, that's probably how we'll most go, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you you got this new record, Dying of Everything is coming out, January 23rd, of Relapse Records, uh, early in the year for a record to come out any weird apprehension about releasing a record early in the year i know people don't like to do early of the year or the beginning of the year and the end of the year
3: um, no apprehension on the from on the band side um, things got so delayed with this record we've been sitting on it for 2 years so there might be there might have been apprehension on uh, the record labels half but they are eager as well yeah so uh it's actually uh it's a uh, friday the 13th is the release date of, of of january uh but to answer your question directly shit, no zero apprehension <laughs> we're ready to get this thing out i think it's a great time of the year you know people might people might be broke after christmas but no one's buying the album anyway they're all <laughs> streaming it on their phones <laughs> who's kidding who you know <laughs> so let's get that thing out <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. It's, well, you know, it also might be a good time because people will have money to pre-order. You know, they got that Christmas money. They can pre-order. They can get it, you know. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And, and we did. We we announced it, you know, where, where there was a, a good two months of pre-sales. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so people can buy their friends and their family uh, the dying of everything. New release.
0: <laughs> right. Under the Christmas tree where everybody wants it. <laughs> you, well, you uh, you put out a couple of singles so far, too, maybe, right? Yes. How's that going over so far? Because this is the first Amazing. first new stuff in a couple of years, right?
3: Yeah. Um, last album is now going on five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been sitting on this new album for two years. Because of the pandemic, um, we made that decision very quickly, myself and my brother, that when we realized that we were shut down, that there is no putting an album out until Europe is open and we can get over there and, 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 and properly tour because we haven't been to Europe in almost six years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, the, the very, very, a very specific and very deliberate choice of the first single, which is the wrong time because we were headed out on this tour. And that puts us in front of a lot of Amon Amarth fans and mm-hmm. they are metal heads, but, uh, lots of them don't know obituary they know who we are but they've probably never owned an album nor saw us live so the selection of the wrong time it's just a classic mid-tempo groovy very catchy obituary song and, and and we chose that for the first single because of this tour because 29 shows out with those fans we wanted to grab their attention and the to answer your question the reaction of the of the first single is absolutely incredible and then we just we just dropped another single on everybody, and uh, that was the title track. So that was a mm-hmm. a song that Ken actually wrote. Ken's the newest member of the band, even though it's been a decade now that he's been in a band. But <laughs> right. he wrote he wrote two songs on the self titled album, and he wrote two more songs with me uh, on this new album. And I'm very proud of those songs.
0: Very cool. That's interesting you say that about uh, about playing in front of. And with Amano Marth, mono fans, because I think, I don't know, like I guess I, I I know what you mean by the difference between an obituary fan and a Amano Marth fan, but I think from like an outsider perspective, might not even see or hear much of a difference. But you're absolutely right. That's yeah, that's something I wouldn't have thought about. And that's very, you guys obviously uh, well seasoned vets here because you uh, considered that. That's that's cool.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because there's a there's a you know there's a a big for. A variety of songs on this new album, and maybe it's because we had the pandemic to take our time writing. We also during the pandemic, we played those live streams where we had to go back and learn the first two albums. So to mm-hmm. learn songs that you wrote when you were 18 years old and 20 years old, um, that definitely got the juices flowing and uh, and probably help us, helped us tap into our old veins, uh, our old young veins. And Mm. so the variety of songs on this on this album is is pretty wide in in obituary standards. So we were not going to I was not going to drop uh, the first song on the album for Amon Moth fans. I don't know what they would do with themselves if we (laughs) we played Barely Alive because it punches you in the face and it's the fastest double bass I've ever done. And, uh, it's a, it's a nonstop punishing song. So instead we, we knew we wanted one of those groovy ones, one one of the ones where you can really nod your head and you hear it one time and you, you, you think you already know the song.
0: Yeah. 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 No, no, I know. I know exactly what you mean. And I got to tell you, I've listened to this album dying of everything so many times so many times that today i had to turn it off like i was just (laughs) just like i I, i've heard it too much like not you know like not even like i was sick of it just like all right now like i know i know all the parts now um which is a good thing you know it's that's that's great but uh there's there's it's very dynamic like you said it's not um i don't want to say it's not i don't want to say it's not a typical obituary album because it all sounds like obituary but you're right it sounds like all of obituary
3: yeah and we are getting that reaction from uh, from the journalists that are lucky enough to get their hands on it and listen to it. You guys are telling us and we're getting a lot of positive reactions. And that's that's one of the things that they say. It's it kind of reminds me of all of obituary. It's just the, the song styles, the sound of the of the album brings them back to certain song, albums. And uh, and I couldn't be more proud of this of these songs that we wrote. Man, it, We really took our time and we had a good time. You know, anyone that knows obituary, we are not afraid. To have a good time in life, on stage, in the studio, and, and and we made sure that we we took the time to to enjoy the writing process, and that was uh, I think that's an important part. I think a lot of bands uh, push through albums, but maybe not have a good time doing it, and it sometimes shows. And with this yeah. this album, we were just we were having a blast.
0: Well, I see you guys mentioned before. Maybe it was you, maybe it's your brother. I don't I don't remember which one. Um, that you're having more fun now than ever. Why do you think that is?
3: i don't know man maybe because maybe just because we've made it this far we've done 33 years together and we're still friends we still have a good time there's there's nothing more fun and i can tell i can speak for the whole band uh there is nothing more fun than getting on stage and Mm -hmm. deciding on a set list and performing that that set for uh for obituary fans and metalheads that are there to watch the show and um for me personally the, the the most fun uh, one human can possibly have is to get behind a drum kit and and, uh, and perform for people that are waiting to hear your songs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 very cool. And it's, it seems like a lot of people don't come. It seems like a lot of people in bands for a long period of time come across come to the same kind of conclusion. They uh, They realize they're enjoying it more in the later years. And a lot of that I think has to do with expectations and and perspective and all those yeah. insightful wisdom things that you know we don't really think of when we're when we're younger. Yeah. But um but one of the things I I found pretty impressive with with you guys with Obituary is that you uh you seem to handle the layoff of the pandemic pretty well. Uh whether it was with the live streams, whether it was just doing shooting the little promo things. Yeah. Was that something you were you, you all learned on the fly. Or was that were you doing stuff like that prior?
3: Yeah, no, we learned it on the fly for sure. Like when we when the Black Label Society tour got canceled back in 2020 or 20 whenever that was. What was that? 2019? No, I don't you remember. When, 2020. When it all,
0: March 2020.
3: When the world shut down. When yeah. the world shut down, we went home just like every other band, and, and we looked at each other, going, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" <laughs> like we thought, "Oh, we're gonna right. oh, we're gonna go home for a couple months, and then it's gonna clear, and we're gonna go back out with Black Label." And next thing you know, we're home for months and months, and then we realize it's getting worse, and fucking half a million people are dead in our country and this pandemic thing, and uh, and so uh, we're lucky that a really good friend of ours that that is the 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 main guy at uh, ESI Audio, which is the co- which is the PA company in Central Florida for all the big concerts that come through. Um, they provide the the. The uh, PA system for big shows—I mean, like the big ones, the the, the, the gigantic shows—so they were sitting on their equipment for this whole time as well. You know, they have nine million dollars worth of PA systems and, and consoles in a warehouse, and it's—they're just collecting dust and cobwebs. And he called me, and he said, "Man, there's a band about to do a live stream, and I think you guys should come down and see what they're doing because Obituary would be perfect at this." And we were like, alive. live what?" And so we learned, we went down there, we, we saw what they did. We immediately got excited about it. My brother and myself said, let's do it, man. Let's give the fans what they want and really go for it. Don't do it half ass, but go for it. And so we knew what what can we do. And that was to perform those first two albums uh, back-to-back weekends. And it was awesome. There was thousands of people that were a part of it across the, the, the world. And uh, the, the reaction of people was that this is really cool. It brings me inside and it gives me a performance and then if you were a part of it, if you remember it, we did a third weekend. The first two were like million dollar production with a gigantic stage and lights. And the third weekend, we just did it right at John's house where our studio mm-hmm. is. And right. that was the one that got the most positive reactions. Everyone's like, Man, you guys are now in flip-flops and shorts and you're drinking <laughs> beer and telling dip jokes. Yeah. And this is what I like. And and so we realized, my God, let's just let's let's put a little effort into upgrading the studio. So we we did man. We figured out uh, uh, video editing software. Uh, we updated our Pro Tools rig to get the, the album quality. It was time to upgrade. It was up to upgrade the Pro Tools rig anyway. So we dumped some money into the studio and, and we're prepared. And then then we realized how much fucking fun it is just for us. Like I think it's so cool. I mean, can you imagine twenty years ago if Slayer said even if it was one camera, like in a corner of a room, and Slayer said we're going to stream our practice. Right, and you can see Dave Lombardo fucking playing drums live. <laughs> you know, I mean? I'd be I'd be the first one to spend whatever <laughs> dollar amount they asked me to to be able to listen to them talk about songs, listen to them argue or joke with each other. I mean, that's what a lot of the people really liked about the live streams. Are like it really brought me in, like I was at your practice, and you guys were awesome, and it was nothing nothing spectacularly uh, expensive production wise, but that was was that was the cool part about it. Is what people were telling us. So. We had a blast doing multiple of them, and uh, and it paid a little bit of the bills. I mean, yeah, a, a, yeah. And, and and kept us sharp. You know, it kept us practicing and performing. Because even though when you're performing and there's no one clapping at the end of a song, you still got to remember that there's fucking hundreds and and, uh, and thousands of people on some of those streams that were watching from their living rooms. So yeah. you know, we had to stay sharp. Yeah, you had to practice the songs and prepare yourself, or you're going to look like an idiot uh, live live on the internet. So. It was challenging and fun.
0: Yeah, but you guys met the challenge and you adapted to it extremely well. And yeah. uh, I, I, know for, I know people here who treated it as an event, got together to watch it. Um, awesome. And, and that's, I mean... All you-
4: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply offer ends July 31st, 2024 see site for details.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue You can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
0: The other one where we we're more doing it at John's house at home at home and you know yeah. like a practice. I remember being a kid and going to like some local older guys going to see their band practice in a storage space, you know, and just how cool yeah. that was. And like and you know when you talk about like like it like that, like seeing if you could have seen Slayer do a practice, like that's so cool. And you obituary is a huge band to a lot of people. It's a very, you know, very important band to a lot of a lot of your fans. So to get that yeah. perspective is, is very cool. And I think a lot of people appreciate that you guys were willing to do that because I know a lot yeah. of bands weren't, you know, a lot of bands. talk yeah. this we're not doing it. And
3: that's right. And, and, and you know, we, we you catch a, a little flack, uh, especially when the pandemic started opening up and, and we now are able to go on tour. But we would come home and, and we were at, before this tour. We were home for five months and uh we were like what's what's wrong i mean besides some people saying why are you still doing live streams they yeah, fuck off they're fun people don't get to see us i mean if you're in brazil or in australia you get to see us like twice in your life uh right. live we don't make it to those places very often and when we do sometimes you miss that show and and so my point is is we we still knew we want to do live streams for fans that want to do it we're not we're not demanding that you purchase the live stream, but if you're ready for a Saturday night to crack a cold beer and turn your stereo on and jam with us. And, you know, we, 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 we enjoyed it, but we also took it super serious and made sure that every aspect of it, when it comes to the company, you know, John brought in um, his five 100 gig fucking cable to make sure that it's streamed well and there's no glitches you know we we dumped a bunch of money into all the gopros and the fucking video software and the editing shit and then the and updating the, the pro tools rig so people were getting digital quality and album quality audio and uh and we're proud of it i i i will still do live streams for anyone that wants to hang out with us on saturday nights you know i think it's fun
0: that's very cool Very. and we're do I have it right that you used those live streams to release to release those records that you put out earlier this year? We well? did,
3: the, we did because the first two weekends that we did it, it was at that warehouse I was telling you about, mm-hmm. and yeah. they had they had the state of the art Pro Tools rig that that was recording every channel, and my engineer, my my live engineer, who's also the guy that has done the last three obituary albums, Joe Sincata. He flew down from his studio up in New York, full force, um, and came and recorded it with us. And, and he's the one that mixed that, uh, mixed the the live stream. And then we realized, oh my God, dude, we just recorded it on Pro Tools. So we we <laughs> send it to him, and he mixed the, the record. We got it mastered, and we realized it sounds killer. There's a couple of mistakes, but that's the beauty of a live stream: a couple yeah. of broken strings or a dropped drumstick. It was it made it kind of fun and uh it came out on vinyl, CD, and on DVD because it was shot professionally with a seven camera angle crew as well. So it, you know, we did we 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 realized what a gem we had. We're like, man, we played well. It sounded fucking great and we have cam- the whole camera crew is there filming it. So we put a DVD out of it as well, Blu-ray.
0: That's excellent. And uh, it's it's almost like you you guys discovered uh i mean it, it is like you guys discovered how to make the whole thing you know turn a shitty situation into a, a yeah. very beneficial and yeah. especially for a band who hadn't put out a record in a while and i but i know at the time a lot of bands were releasing their records that they couldn't tour on and you mentioned earlier that that was something you decided right away you were not going to. yeah why yeah. was that why was it
3: <laughs> i mean it there's a couple reasons i mean we are not A young band anymore we're not the band to put out an album every year or even every other year and this album came out so good my my personal opinion that i wanted it to i wanted it to be as if this might be the last obituary album because you never know i mean we're we're going on 40 years as a band and we're not getting younger we're having more fun than ever but but uh to put an album out when we're sitting on our couches with handcuffs on uh (laughs) was just not going to happen for this band. Um, and, and I and I saw it with some friends, bands that they did put the albums out and, uh, during the pandemic. And uh, it was that reality that you know people talk about an album for about 100 days, uh, if you're lucky. And after that, it's kind of old news unless you're touring. And then, of course, everyone gets to show up to the shows and listen to those new songs and get your merchandise. So that keeps it pushing for uh, instead of only three months, you could do it for three years. And so we made that decision. You know, we this album was done two years ago, and we 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 sat on it and we said, it doesn't matter what the record label says or uh, band members crying about it. My brother and I just said, it's our you know it's 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 our decision because it's a smart decision and it's a business decision because it, the only thing that keeps you relevant is a new album and a good album and to get out there. And if you want to pay your bills and you want to say that you do this for a living, you got to be on the road. You got to go hit it hard right when the album comes out to go. Um, yeah. You know, to go push that, go push that record.
0: Yeah, well, of course. The, I mean, we've mentioned it before, but it's worth saying again. "Dying of Everything" is the record, and uh, does come out January thirteenth. Is there any significance to the title of the album, or does it just sound cool?
3: It just, it just fit. I don't, yeah. you know, we're, we're we're not the band to worry about song titles. You know, everyone knows my brother's not too worried about his lyrics. It's right. more about his voice. Um, but but, "Dying of Everything." Was there, it, it, it was in one of the songs, and uh, it just fit. I mean, look at what just happened to all these every human on the planet so much information about a microscopic fucking virus that you're breathing in, uh, masks, double masks, fucking distancing, shots, boosters. It just got overwhelming, and it just you, you couldn't even walk out your house without thinking, I'm dying, I'm just dying of everything. I, I can't even breathe in, um, you know. Uh, the fresh air outside you have people riding their bicycles at the <laughs> park with a mask on it's like everyone lost their fucking mind um so it just it just fit
0: yeah yeah well no yeah it's cool and that's that's pretty much what i figured uh was the case <laughs> this album has, has some really cool artwork that i know was done by i'm gonna say his name wrong but marius Lewandowski, yeah,
3: Mar- who Mar- passed Ar- away yeah.
0: right yeah um, yeah Did you know him personally at all? or or I know he's been doing a lot of or had been doing a lot of work recently for a lot of bands.
3: Yeah, no, we 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 would have used Andreas Marshall. That's our German artist that's done the majority of obituary albums. Everybody knows that from, Mm -hmm. you know, The Incomplete, uh, Inked in Blood, um, Frozen in Time. You name it. He's he's done it. But he was he was not available. He's also he's also does movies. Um he's a cast uh what I don't know, some something with movies. Anyway, he was unavailable. So, you know, at that time we had to we had to search and what are you gonna do besides look for artwork that grabs your attention and uh and his artwork was just unbelievable. And so the record label reached out to him and um he was honored that we uh, asked and he knew who obituary was and he was excited to do it. So right away, we're like, this is awesome. And uh, so I had email conversations with him uh, because he wanted to know a few things, meaning what's your ideas? What are some song titles, maybe some of John's lyrics? And he actually asked. And this was a, quite some time ago. He actually asked for a copy of the album because he said, I want the songs. I want the music to, 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 to tell my brain where I want to go with this, with this art. And I, I thought that was really cool. Like really, I mean, it's kind of strange, but it was cool compared to someone just saying, write down your, your uh, ideas and I'll get back with you. Instead he, you know, he asked those questions. And he said any, he, any, he said it in a very art mysterious artsy way. He just kind of said, I want the songs to, I want my brain to, to pull out this, this, uh, this idea. And I want it to be the music that tells me what to do. And that was really cool. And, uh, once he was doing that, he was still thinking about it and discussing things with me on, uh, on the, on emails. And that's when we decided that, uh, dying of everything was going to be the title. And I told him that. And once he realized that he's like, Oh, he goes, this just gives me straight direction. He goes, I think I know. And when someone that brilliant tells you that they think they know what they're looking for, we just said, we trust you. We cannot wait. We're excited and go for it do your thing yeah. and he came back with that amazing masterpiece of, of beautiful fucking artwork
0: yeah I'm sure I mean I've only seen what it looks like on the screen but I'm sure as a you know gatefold or whatever it's going to look like on the record is, uh, yeah. is pretty impressive um, and I, I, I had no idea that he passed until today while looking this stuff up and I immediately recognized yeah. his stuff the stuff he did with Bell Witch and Fuming Mouth and you know he's a very distinct yeah. artist and uh, yeah. this, this one looks great
3: Yeah. And and sadly, he did. He passed away right after finishing our uh, artwork. I mean, that's so sad because I would have loved to meet him in person to literally shake his hand and thank him. But at least at the very least, man, he was a part of um, the design, obviously, uh, of the of the album. He knew the band was absolutely blown away by the artwork that he delivered us and he knew that we were very proud to call that an obituary album cover. So at the very least, we know that he he knew that we were thrilled with uh, what he delivered to us.
0: Right. Yeah, that's very cool. At least you got that that part out of it. Um, yeah. Speaking of just the visuals, you released the, the video. Was the video for the wrong time? Is that, was yeah. that the, the so that one yeah. that's basically just a pretty classic you guys playing all black um, yeah. well, a couple of years back, you guys were doing a lot of the animated videos, a lot of the promos yeah. and stuff. What happened yeah. to that era? Is that era of obituary gone, or can we expect well, that to I come know. back anytime? I
3: mean, you never, never say never, man. Obituary has so much fun with those cartoons, but they yeah. are a lot of work, and yeah, I'm it's sure. a it's a crazy, a crazy looking. It's a <laughs> six six or seven month process to do a three minute song, so it's just an extremely long process and expensive, and and uh, and and uh, time consuming, I guess is the word you can, uh, to, to say the least, but never say never, man. The right, right. always has, ha, every, we always have fun with, uh, Balazs, the, uh, the, uh, Hungarian, uh, cartoonist that is, a, has become a very close friend of mine and we always have a blast with him.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, um, uh, one more visual thing, and it was kind of visual. I'm just going to find a way to tie it in. For a long time the obituary camo hat was a total fad in the hardcore scene. <laughs> How aware was obituary of the camo hat in the hardcore scene fad?
3: I we were we were we were uh, <laughs> we, we knew because man, you know, because we kind of we were one of those death metal bands that for whatever reason those those original or some of the original fucking hardcore Fans, they kind of dug obituary because we yeah. had that groove. And I mean, we toured in 1992 with Agnostic Front in America. We've done right. shows with Sick of It All. Madball is one of my one of my best friends in the music industry. I talk to him all the time, and there's mad respect there. Um, right. And he, they know that we love. That's our style. That's more. That's more my style than black metal and and blast beats and shit. I, I I like the groove. I like drummers that throw down a beat and uh and just get your head nodding. And that's that's where Obituary kind of you know fell into death metal but we we had those friends that were like man this is my shit you know this isn't just death metal this is obituary and so it was cool it it was cool seeing that you know some of the godfathers man uh an obituary at a very early time in our career and and it and it really helped us it helped us have a lot of friends in the in the hardcore world and uh and 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 a big family you know they're all big family and, and and we're a part of that that's super cool
0: I do think it's cool because I, I myself, am, I would consider myself a hardcore kid and come from that world. Um, so Obituary was always one of those bands that transcended, right? There's a very, there's a few specifically from Death Metal, but Obituary is always like the, the one that was always, you know, welcome in yeah. that scene in a way. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, the, uh, w- let's see, what's, all right, so I, let's, I told you I listen to the record a lot now, and I think... I'm down to I don't know which which my favorite is, but I think it's either War or the closing track. What is that? Be warned. Be warned. So that's just that's just like the that's like the what would I call it? that's like the ballad of it. You know, it's just nice and slow, and you know, a <laughs> it longer.
2: So, it
3: is. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, thank you. Those are two fucking great songs uh, that I love as well. Uh, you can imagine because we're getting ready to head to Europe, so we are now talking set list because the album will be out. Right. And but it's still a short set because we're supporting uh, Trivium and, and Heaven Shall Burn. Um, so so to try and choose new songs, along with trying to play the classics, my brother and I are fighting daily on what songs and war is one of them because we both love it. But it's like there's 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 there's, there's, there's barely alive. There's the wrong time. Kenny songs I love. So, you know, the good thing about what I think what you're what you just said is that you think today that these two are, but then it's yeah. like t- tomorrow you'd be like, no, you know what it is? It's, it's fucking, it's this one. It's this song. today. Yeah. You know,
0: you just said, you just said barely alive. And I'm like, yeah, no, it might be barely alive. That might be the one.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a tough one. Not to, not to just, if a friend, like, you know, if a friend you haven't seen in 35 years said, hey, play me a new song. It would probably be "barely barely alive. But, you know, just like, just like when surgical steel came out I'm a fucking carcass fan a diehard and when that album came out I listened to it so much and it was such a good album and it it did what you just described I was I was positive that the this song and that song and then like 2 days later after listening to it 20 more times I'm like no it's this song this is my favorite song and then it just kept changing and i'm like it it just shows it's a powerful album and it never stops and every song is fucking great
0: right it might just be the one the last one you listen to you know it's the the one that's freshest in your mind and like "Ah, yeah it was that it was that one which is a great thing great problem to have um but at at this point do you have a favorite on this album
3: and the wrong time uh maybe because now we're playing it live and i see Mm. i see the crowd reaction and i realize what a um What a good job we did um, arranging a song. Um, Catchy, um, groovy, JT, his voice is just very powerful on it. It's lyrics that you listen to the first time he says it. By the time he starts saying the second verse or the second chorus, you're almost singing it. The fans are almost singing it by the second time the the go around. And so that just goes to show it's a catchy song and 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 it sticks. But I don't know. You could take a board with all the song titles on this new album and just close my eyes and throw it whatever one sticks I, i'd be proud to play somebody
0: you're going on you mentioned Europe with uh trivium and heaven shall burn obviously the album comes out the 13th january yeah what else is happening in 2023
3: yeah i mean i mean i mean we've we've been waiting for this album to release and, and and so we're gonna stay super busy we're super proud of it so you can imagine it's been going on Five, over five years since we've been to Europe. So we head to Europe. We then come home. America is our home. We're going to, we're going to, uh, gear up and have a headline, have a headline tour, uh, for next year, because since the pandemic, believe it or not, obituary has now done, uh, over 120 shows in America um but they're all they've all been direct support which is great so once once we're once we're done with the europe tour we'll come home and and recharge and then we're going to do a a headline tour for our american fans and then back to europe for the summer festivals uh right into 2024 and then we stay super busy through 2024 like because you know again it's a big planet when you try to get to every corner of it and (laughs) australia screaming our name japan new zealand you know uh and they deserve it. So we're going to we're going to make sure that we go see every country that we possibly can with this release and uh, and stay busy.
0: That's awesome. And I think it's an album worthy of that kind of touring, that kind of uh, promotion, too. Uh, I really yeah. do. I mean, I think Obituary could get away with just putting out another album. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, you can get away with yeah. just putting it out just yeah. one or two a year, like you kind of mentioned before. You could get away with doing that. Instead, yeah. you took your time, you released a yeah. very solid album that uh, that I think is going to be a lot of those lists that we see coming out right now. Uh, but speaking of, end of this year, any favorite records for this year?
3: I haven't listened to much records um, for just my own selfish, lazy, old man brain. Like, I... <laughs> i still when i'm listening to music it's still going to be like the shit i grew up to and i know a lot of people say that same thing but you know the cool thing is is when we when we're doing these american tours and we jump on the road and all of a sudden it's 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 bands that you find on the road that are opening for you or right. that you're touring with that you that you find you know um you know 200 stab wounds uh i had no idea um who they were um power trip beca- it became a big i was a, big, a big fan of, 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 power trip when I heard that music. Um, and, and, and the list kind of goes on and on, but it's always, you know, it's always the bands that you, that you tour with for me. Cause again, when I'm home, if it's not a Soundgarden album or a fucking Leonard Skinner record, I, I always just seem to find my old stuff and it just soothes my brain uh, especially when obituaries writing, I don't I don't definitely don't search the Internet for mad new stuff when I'm trying to create my own stuff. I just I, I get locked into what I want in my brain. And that's usually some Ronnie James Dio or some, uh, you know, some Allison Chains or something.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Nothing wrong with that. So there you have it That was my conversation with Donald Tardy And the song you just heard was The Wrong Time That's the first single from Dying of Everything Which you heard us talk a little bit about The strategic release of that song Interesting to me Maybe to you as well I don't know how your brain works I don't know what you find interesting You must find this podcast interesting Because you're still here You're still listening And for that I thank you But I also want to thank Donald Tardy for his time, for his conversation, for his uh, insight on Obituary, the new album, Dying of Everything, out January 13th on Relapse Records, the home for just about everything good in extreme music. Relapse Records. I should do a Relapse Records episode. You know what? That reminds me. I will be doing a record label episode coming very soon, but not Relapse it will be, though, um, a one that has as much of a legacy, I would say, just in a different genre. You'll see. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. Don't think too far ahead. I'm trying not to. This will not be the last episode of 2022. At least one more to go. It's recorded, it's in the bag, and you might not like it. And that's okay. Because that's what I do. I do what I want on Getting It Out Podcast. But I'm thankful that you're willing to listen most of the time. As always, I want to encourage you to go over to gettingitout.net. It's a slow news week. So if you don't see a lot of updates, don't worry about it. There's not a lot of update you on. Bands and PR agencies do not put out a lot of stuff the last couple weeks of the year. There's not much to say, I guess. You don't have a lot of records coming out. Uh obituary as we talked about is a rare example of an album that is coming out early in the next year you don't have like anything getting released these last two weeks of the year uh why i don't know we all decided that you shouldn't put out new records at the end of the year but uh there's there's not a lot to report but i'll do my best to keep some updates on the site as always i suppose that's going to be it for this one but first i should play you a song from german death metalers. Necrotid. They have a new song called Reich der Geer, and it's a it's like an experimental mix of death metal and black metal and uh, probably some other stuff, but you, you'll hear it. It's a, it's a very German death metal song, and for that, I appreciate it. I don't know why. I don't know what I appreciate about German death metal, but I do appreciate it. So I'm going to play that song for you right now. Reich der Geier from Necrotid. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. back.